0: and we are live from the crib what's going on what's the word on the street i am not a suspect okay because um what's going down today y'all know the vibes let's get ready to pod here on 99 pod it's not 1999 anymore and believe what's not it's halloween okay maybe it's maybelline listen man i have a dream okay it's going down today on this show man you know We have a bombshell that we are definitely going to get right into in the NBA. James Harden is now on another team. (laughs) We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. We also got some NFL topics. Obviously, we are in the midway point of the season to believe in. So we got some topics over there as well. We had a big boxing showdown on Saturday that I have underestimated prior to that fight. It turned out to be really, really good. So we're going to talk about that as well. And obviously, we got a take for 99 coming up to end up this show. I'm looking forward to it. Fellas, how y'all feeling? Zay, what's the vibes looking like?
1: Hey, man, it's a, always a good vibe. You know, I'm glad everyone's tuning in, watching the show. It's an explosive show. Today's going to be a great show. I uh, can't wait for it. Can't wait to talk about it. But we need to do better with these alerts. Two in the morning for an alert. We're talking it- about trade. They need to be a time frame. Who's up at two in the morning? Let me Come on, we got to do better here. But I can't wait to talk sports today because the NFL season, full swing, the NBA, full swing. It's getting hectic out here. But Freddie,
2: talked to us. How you feeling? Listen, man, you already said it. It's a great sports time. We got NFL. Excuse me. <clears throat> we got NFL, NBA, we got boxing. We doing our thing out here. And I'm going to tell you right now, in the midseason of the NFL, I'm still waiting to see who is this clear-cut team that's supposed to be Super Bowl champions. Every week, somebody's going down.
0: Yeah. That's the NFL for you. But before we get there, we might as well begin with the breaking news that we did get at 2 a.m. in the morning when I was sound asleep. You know, I was out cold, you know, and I woke up to a bomb. Clippers land James Harden in a blockbuster 76ers trade. Mm -hmm. Who is the biggest winner of the trade? And actually, we we framed the question. So is this trade a win-win for both the Clippers and the Sixers? And Cuzzo, if you want to do the honors and kick us off first, by all means. But before you do, I do want to mention the whole package because I want everybody yeah. to be clear about, you know, all the dynamics of it. So the Sixers received Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, Robert Coverton, Kevon Martin Jr., a couple picks. They received a lot of picks, to be honest. And the Clippers received James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Phillip. So in a Thunder also got a, a, a trade, a, excuse me, a draft pick. In this deal, so cuzzo, the mic is yours. Cuzzo, we out like a light, out like a light, like a light. Hey, catch a flight, James Harden to the kite. Hey, listen, man, that's why they call me the improvising god here on the show. I, right, Zay, I might as well begin. Or if you want to begin, by all means, you can take it if you want it. Uh, listen, man, I think this trade is not
1: a win win at all. I think it's a lose lose situation. Um, I think we have to talk about this dynamic of super teams. And when is it successful? What super team has won an NBA championship? We have to have that conversation because it hasn't happened in recent history. Um, the most recent super team, if you want to call it that, was the Lakers that people called a super team. But it wasn't that. And the most to the T oh, super team was the Miami Heat with LeBron James and Dwayne. We were two top five team players in their prime going against the world. And they won a championship multiple at that. But these super teams don't win. You know, you stack all these stars and you deplete your future. You know, Steve Ballmer came in here when he took over saying he wants to build, uh, uh, you know, the Clippers as a as a dynasty, to build a team in L.A. that there's not only one team in L.A., there's two that are dynamic and that are dominant. And he came in there. He brought in Paul George. He brought in Kawhi Leonard. You know, they couldn't get it done. Injury woes. You bring in Russell Westbrook, the injury woes is not working. You bring in James Harden. You got four ISO players on your team? What do you expect to win in that matter? And you, on top of that, you deplete your future. You get rid of all your future assets, everything you could possibly do to actually build a winner, to rebuild the foundation that has been broken for decades. And I think that's one thing that a lot of these owners need to understand, that you need to have a, a firm foundation to stack your stars upon, not restart your foundation with star players. Because once they're gone, you have nothing. And that is something that these owners need to realize. And Philly, you you need talent on your team to keep an uh, important piece. And that's Joel B. Like, Tyrese Maxi is a great player. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be a star in his yeah. league down the line. But Joel B wants to win now. He signed a, a mass contract to win now. And now you trade James Harden. You don't bring back anything of, of certainty to make him feel like he could win with something. It's you're putting yourself in a bad position. Another team that doesn't really have draft that draft picks as well, and now they have to try to figure it out how to keep Joel Embiid happy so that he doesn't just request a trade or forcibly sit out because you already paid him his money. So he's good now. So to me, it's not even a win-win or win-lose. It's a lose-lose situation between the Clippers and the Philadelphia 76ers. Yo,
0: because I'ma jump in here. Yeah, jump in. And um, I'll let you bring us home. Yeah, I think it's not a win-win we can start off there but I think the 76ers win this trade and I'm gonna explain everything in a minute I'm gonna work my way up there now when you talk about this trade right that really caught me off guard it was not too long ago it's funny how Zay brought up super teams because I remember back in April he buried the super team era on this show with his take for 99 he said it's done it's over okay and I warned him plenty of times Throughout the year, every time he brought that up, I warned him, this is the NBA we're talking about here, okay? It's not over. And sure enough, not only do we have super teams, we have multiple super teams. We probably have the most super teams that we have ever had at one time. This is not the Miami Heat alone, you know? The Spurs, I won't consider the Spurs a super team. If you do, they were drafted organically, okay? If you consider that a super team, right? Maybe when the Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers was going at it, probably two super teams at once when Kevin Durant went over there. Fine. But the Celtics are a super team. The Suns are a super team. You know, the Clippers are a super team. And even though the Bucks are not, they have two of the most dynamic, athletic players on the same team. So they're very close to being one as well. Lots of super teams. The super team era has just begun. It didn't end. Okay. Now, as we talk our way, into why I believe the 76ers won this trade. You can make the legitimate case that James Harden individually won this trade. He got his way. And he didn't have a lot of leverage here. Right? And I didn't think he had any. The only leverage I thought he had was sabotaging his own career by not showing up to work and using Joel Embiid's unhappiness as a way to get his deed, you know, his request. But it turns out it was Tyrese Maxey, his upward trajectory Was the upside here, and was James Harden's only leverage? Daryl Murray realized what I realized that Tyrese Maxey is an All Star caliber player, and he has been going up every single year. He went from eight points per game in his rookie year. Last year, averaging twenty points per game. This year, through three games, he's averaging thirty points per game. And they're running faster under Nick Nurse. Right, it's not slow. You know, moving up the field. I mean, excuse me, moving up the court. This pick and roll. They don't even run pick and roll like that. It's much modernized, right, is the word I'm looking for here. So, yes, it's a good thing for the 76ers because they realize that instead of playing this petty war with James Harden and sabotaging his franchise, Maxi is that guy. And trust me, when you say he's not available, not even for prime Jordan, not even for prime LeBron James, well, show that. Show that by trading James Harden. If you won't trade him for prime Michael Jordan. If you won't trade Maxi for prime LeBron James, then show that. And Daryl Murray did by getting rid of James Harden. Now, before I end here, the reason why the 76ers win this trade is not really about the dead pieces that they get to surround the big two that they have. It's about long term because if Joel Embiid is unhappy and he does request a trade. Maybe that's a good thing in disguise for the Sixers because maybe they should be tearing it down. And that's my take.
2: Woo. Listen, I'm gonna go here straight up. James Harden is a cancer. And anytime you get rid of cancer, you win. So the 76ers win this trade and the Clippers lose because they just got a cancer. You see that? So just by that alone, all the other pieces is to me, is obsolete. James Harden, no matter what situation he's in, he wound up be leaving with a bad taste in your mouth you can't wait to get rid of this guy why is that and it's been going on for multiple teams multiple franchises multiple owners multiple players multiple hall of fame players different types of players play with this guy to that guy to that guy to this guy he can't do it he's not that dude James Harden is not the superstar that he think he was and no disrespect, I don't think he ever was. Because if the definition, in my opinion, is a superstar, you have to do it in the big moments consistently, okay? Everybody can run through regular season if you got some talent. You can run through regular season and pick up some numbers. That's great. When you're playing this against competition night in and night out, it's when I defined you as an all-time great player. I watched him night in night out against competition. It didn't look good. Go look at his numbers. The 76ers was never going to win a championship with James Harden. They never had a chance to win the championship with James Harden, just like the Nets, just like Houston, just like OKC. Now the Clippers. So that is a guaranteed win for the Sixers because now they got a legitimate shot. No matter what happens, you have a shot without James Harden. Okay? Yes, Maxie, like you just said, Maxie, putting up numbers and all these things, Joel Embiid. Can they get another player? Can they make Joel, um, Joel Embiid happy? Those are question marks, and I don't know. But it's a win for the 76ers because they got rid of the cancer and James Harden. Now, what the Clippers are doing over there, and why did they lose? First of all, you bring in a James Harden. But look at the players that you got surrounded, James Harden. That looked like a bunch of dudes from the park, all playing the same size, same height, with the same skill set for, for the most part. You know what I mean? Everybody got had a ball in their hand. Everybody could be a decision maker. Everybody can pass. What, is, what are we doing with the Clippers? What is that? Okay? Now, from a strategic perspective, if, if, if I'm thinking – the Clippers got some common sense. They're saying, okay, you know what James Harden can do for us? He can win some regular season games while we rest Kawhi Leonard. If that's their mindset, I don't know how you're going to a championship with that, but maybe that's what they're thinking. Well, we can rest, uh, 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 um Paul George and we can rest Kawhi Leonard and run through Westbrook and Harden and, and maybe get some wins and, and get to the playoffs and, and they arrested and then they can come. If that's how you think you're going to win a championship, good luck with that. But I don't think that's how you're going to win a championship. Clearly, Kawhi Leonard don't stay healthy. He can't go two months in a row with being healthy. So clearly, he can't stay healthy for an entire playoffs, right? Paul George, he's up and down. Can he stay healthy? We don't know. Big question marks for the Clippers. And then you add in another, the biggest question mark in the NBA for the past 10 years and James Harden, okay? James Harden, we know. He can have a great playoff game, score 45 points, 13 assists, 8 rebounds. Next game, 6. What are we doing with that? That's not how you win a championship. You're not going to win a championship like that, okay? You better go look at the all-time grace of the Kobe Bryant, so the LeBron James, to so the Michael Jordan, to so the Magic Johnson. They are consistent against competition, not have a great game and then five games in a row, you trash. Okay, so this is what the Clippers just got on their team. I don't see him doing well on this team at all. And then he's probably coming in out of shape, okay? Because James Harden don't even take the NBA serious. okay? Let's be fair and clear. This is not a dude that invest in his body to stay in shape you know he's all out to go to try to win a championship James Harden just want to feel comfortable playing basketball championships is the furthest thing from his mind He don't care about no championship okay so the Clippers is exactly what they were over the past 40 years a bummed out dead franchise and y'all just added another bummed out dead wannabe superstar I do not look at the Clippers as a, as a, super, um, a super team Clippers ain't go super team bro that's not no super team. Super team by name? Yeah, super, super
0: team. Super team by name, but, you know, I, I can agree team. with you, you know. Nah, even though... I,
2: I, I, I can never I, – By I name. Never... By,
0: by name and likeness they are. But yeah, I agree with name, you 100%. That's not
2: a super team. Let me give you all the full definition of super team. In my opinion, you got to have at least two guys on the team that will be top five MVP. Once you don't have a top five MVP on your team, he could be top 10 MVP, and you can have a top five MVP – I don't even look at that as a super team. I so think we you all have our, our definitions. Right? So you got to show me, because when I looked at Golden State, with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, both of them was top five MVP. That's why I looked at that. But I looked at D. Wade and LeBron James when they first got together, those are two dudes in top five MVP. That's why I looked at them like that way. Okay? If you don't have these two dudes like that in their prime, I don't even know if you're a super team. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I don't look at the super team, bro. I just don't. Because I look at both of them as really good players. Jason Taylor would be a top five MP. Jalen Brown maybe. I don't think. I don't think he's top five. So I don't look at this definition of super team just because you put a name on display. Okay. When Jay, when 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 LeBron James and D Wade got together that summer, D Wade was a top five MP candidate. So was LeBron James. That's a super team. When Kevin Durant went to Golden State, Kevin Durant was a top five MVP candidate. So was Steph Curry. That's a super team. These ain't super teams. These Look, I respectfully
0: disagree. Right. I These think it's a super, like super team. You know? but
2: hold on a second. They're they dragging them players past their prime just by name and calling them a the super team. There's no way I was going to, no distract, because there's no way I was going to call San Antonio Spurs a super team. Mono Ginobili and Tony Parker will never be MVP candidates. Okay? Super team, you got to have MVP, multiple MVP candidates. Multiple. If you don't got that, Kevin Durant won MVP be the league, didn't he? Right, you want to be the league? So the
0: stuff, Curry. That's a super team. All right, team I'm a, I'm gonna jump in here because are you hugging okay. the mic? Okay, you're hugging okay. the mic. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: um, I think we all have our own definitions of super teams, right? And I don't think there's a defined, you know, um, criteria to say, all right, this is a super team. You, you know, we never heard of you have to have top five, this and that. That's your definition of a super team. I'm, gonna, I'm calling this okay. a super okay. team because of the name. I'm
2: gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell right? you what, but go ahead.
0: Look how many points they scored combined together, you know, in their NBA careers. That's why it's a super team. I'm not saying that's a super team because they're going to be a contender, right? Or because I think they're going to win a championship. But I'm calling them a super team because you have former all-stars on one team and current all-stars if they can stay healthy on one team. That's a super team. But before we, you know, come back to that, my point is when you talk about James Harden, I do agree with everything else that you said outside of just not being a super team because it is. But, um, you know, like I said, we could define that differently. Yeah. When you get in a guy like James Harden that doesn't take the NBA seriously, is only concerned about himself. We saw him fall out with Chris Paul in Houston. We saw him and how he sabotaged his first year in Brooklyn when he showed up overweight in Houston to get his way. Remember, he was the most durable player, one of the most durable players in the NBA prior to him showing up overweight. And then when he went to Brooklyn, he had the hamstring injury, and he actually hurt the Nets that year even though Kyrie Irving got hurt it was Harden who was supposed to pick up the slack he tore his hamstring or something like that he pulled the hamstring and he didn't show up and Kevin Durant was trying to beat the Bucks by himself and then he left that situation to go to the 76ers and he went Ben Simmons mode a lot of people you know is trying to side with this clown here you know oh you know would you take a pay cut you know at your job well guess what my guy went Ben Simmons mode in the playoffs of course all bets are off any agreement prior to that, verbally, is off the table. You have to show up and do your and do your job as an NBA player and as a star player, well, supposed to be a star player, and show up to work every day in hoop, especially in the big moments. And he didn't. He went Ben Simmons mode, scoring zero points in the fourth quarter. And now he's coming to the Clippers and, you know, giving them a heartache potentially. So we'll see what happens with that situation. I think the 76ers win this deal mainly because of Maxi. When you talk about one more thing, we'll quickly hear. When you talk about that Ben Simmons and James Harden swap back then, you can look at that trade and say nobody won, right? Ben Simmons has a large contract. He's clearly not the same player of old, right? James Harden is no longer on this team. But the reason why the 76ers won was because, guess what? They kept Maxi out of that deal. The reason why the 76ers are going to win this trade is because they're going to allow Maxi to be the guy whom they said they will not trade prime Jordan for and prime LeBron James for. And even if Joel Embiid requests a trade because they get knocked off in the playoffs, that's because he ain't show up. Well, that's actually good for you because you could build around Maxi in the future in the long term. That's why I like the 76ers here.
2: Right. But uh, real quick, I want you to, I want to, I wanna, I wanna go back to that statement real quick. My bad, uh, Zay. Real
0: quick. No, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Any organization that said they won't trade Prime Maxi for Michael Jordan and LeBron James is an organization that's not going to win. <laughs> if they lie lying to themselves, or that's just straight up t- foolery. So that's it for, for them to even come out with that statement. they they foolish. Okay. The 76 is foolish for making a statement like that. Maxi will never be that, not even close to being that. That's an embarrassment. Okay. So they shouldn't even, that's, you shouldn't, we shouldn't even re- keep repeating that statement. That's a horrible statement, bro. I just got to say that.
0: I mean, listen, if that's what you're saying out there, then show it.
2: Yeah. What is that? I
1: don't see <laughs> that. Uh, no, that's what
0: they did. They showed it. The they got with it, James Harden, for nothing. The situation, right? When we talk, when
1: I say lose-lose situation, um, it's because of what the Clippers are trying to achieve and what the 76ers are, are, are trying to achieve. You know, the Clippers are talking about championship aspirations. you are bringing in four players that are all ISO players who all four play best when they are, have their own team as the number one scoring option that try to combine the coming to a season to all play together like it's Team USA. It's not going to work in that. Fast is not going to work in their favor. The mm-hmm. 76ers are playing against themselves because Joel Embiid, for whatever reason, these rumors are getting louder and louder despite him signing a deal that he's on his way out because they're not bringing in the talent. They're not winning games. They're not being able to push the needle because Joel Embiid, as talented as he is, he cannot lead a team to the promised land. We've seen it multiple times. He is not the guy to do so. He needs somebody to do so or go to a team that already has that guy that can bring them there. So right now, 76 are in a bind because they're propping up Joel Embiid, MVP Embiid, as I keep hearing, to be this guy, to be right. the, the, the 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 leader, the, the guy who carries the backpack, essentially, drives the bus, like they like to say. And he's not, he's not him. And it's a lose-lose situation because you're bringing in a bunch of role players on expiring contracts and to do what? You, you have do no what? you have no draft picks you can't even draft you have nothing in terms of trade like assets to bring in another star either so it's like what can you do to appease Joel Embiid you can't what can the clippers do to win a championship they can't because they have no role players there's all three injury prone players and Russell Westbrook it's difficult right. for the 76ers and the clippers to try to have these aspirations, but everything they do, every move they make is going against themselves. They push themselves further back by every move they make. And that's why, for me, it's a lose-lose situation. It don't matter about how big the name is because the hardware, the
2: championship that you're trying to achieve is nowhere near in sight. Nowhere near in sight. No disrespect, these players are past their prime too. Like, So I'm like, what are we doing with that, right? Westbrook Westbrook has passed his prime, Harden is way past his prime. You know what I mean? Paul George is probably past his prime. You know, from an ability perspective, who knows about Kawhi Leonard? You know what I mean? Back in the day when we, when they got Akeem Olajuwon, Charles Barkley, Scottie Pippen, and Clyde DeGlaude all on the same team. it's no way I was looking at that as a super team. They was past their prime. Now, they went to the playoffs that year. They lost in the Western Conference Finals to Utah. The Chicago Bulls wound up still winning the championship that year. But that, to me, wasn't a super team. Now, by name, yeah. You want to call out a super team? It's clear. But that's not a super team. I know what a super team looks like. It's very dynamic. Okay, that Golden State team back to back championships. Not only that they prove that they were a super team, they got the hard way to prove it. I saw them win Miami Heat back to back championship. They did it with the four straight NBA finals. Kobe and Shaq, Revy Dynamic, three straight in a row. I can see a super team, bro. These, this, these, these, these are bad. Ad- if y'all want to call a super team, I, I these just are think you... this is super team. These looks horrible to me. Okay,
0: yeah, it's a horrible team. super team, but it's a super team. Like when you look at it on paper, first of all, when you look at the league there's a lot of a lot of talented players. A lot. So if we have this judgment of a super team that should be top 10 players, three top yeah. 10 players on the same team. Like, no, there's a lot of... I mean, top 15 is still arguably top five in, in other countries, bro. You know All what I'm right. saying? The NBA has a lot of skill and a lot of talent. Yeah. I'm not trying to defend James Harden by me calling this a super team. I'm not. I don't Good. want that guy on my team. He doesn't show up at big moments. However, however, and I'm not trying to say this to defend this guy, but in game one, against the Celtics, without Joel Embiid, my guy went back in the day, scored 40-something points, so he has moments where he's going to look like a star-caliber player, that's why it's a super team, but obviously in the playoffs, he's not going to show up, that doesn't mean it's not a super team, if Kevin Durant doesn't show up, that doesn't mean it's not a super team with the Suns, it's a super team. It's just a bad super team, and we have a lot of bad super teams. The only right. super teams that actually won was um Steph because he won before Kevin Durant got there, and was LeBron James because guess what? He's LeBron James. Just because it failed doesn't not make it a super team.
2: Right, and it's not that it fails, cousin. I'm looking at the whole package of what I'm de- defining as a super team.
0: But I'm, I'm saying I we see, have our own definition.
2: Right, but when I seen the Dewe- Wade and LeBron James, they was in their primes. LeBron James was 26 years old, D. Wade was 28. They was dynamic, super explosive. These dudes ain't that. When I looked at Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant at that particular time was the much better version of Kevin Durant right now. Okay. Steph Curry, what they was they was dynamic in their primes. That is super dynamic. You ain't very rarely you're going to see that. It's very really, in the history of the NBA you're gonna put two players in the middle of their primes on the same team and they top five players in the league. James That's Harden
0: last year was almost averaging a triple double, bro.
2: He wasn't a top five player, bro.
0: It doesn't he matter. He was averaging a triple double player. last year. And like I said, I'm not trying to defend this guy, but I'm trying to defend right. 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 the name of being called the super Let me team. Ask you a
2: question. Was James Harden a top ten player to you last year?
0: No, he wasn't. He wasn't a top 10 player, but he played, he he played like an all-star cowboy player last year.
2: I don't mean all-star, bro. We get that. I'm saying dynamics, bro. Like, you gotta be but that's that's
0: that's up for like debate. Like everybody have their own definition of super team. When I saw clearly, Zay agrees with me. Clearly, Zay agrees with me because he was coming at the Clippers trying to come at the notion of building a super team, and he's the one that called it dead before. So, Zay, would you like it. to assist a brother, please? Because no. clearly you on my side.
2: Listen, I get what <laughs> y'all saying, bro. Mm. I get it, but I think we can all see, like, you just, you just wording it differently. You can see that that's not a dynamic team, though. And the teams that I'm naming that we dubbed that super team, you can see it was dynamic. Like, you can see it. Like, that's a dynamic team. This ain't not a dynamic, dynamic team. I can't call something that's not dynamic, super. I'm just, it's just a bunch of players that had a name in the league. Okay, they on the same team. It's and I think you know to Freddie's point, he's saying that
1: these players, right, at one point in time, high top five players at one point in time, right now, those are not the same version. But what Lil's saying, and right now, that I agree with, is that James Harden, even at at a fraction of himself, is still a guy who puts up numbers, right? Literally, the thing is this, right? And this is where I'm coming, this is what I say in terms of James Harden going to the Clippers. What does that look like with Paul, George, Kawhi Leonard, and Russell Westbrook who all need the ball in their hands? It looks with the Zane Hard numbers go down to 10 points a game? Because how the hell is all four of them scoring 20 a game? That's not possible. It looks horrible.
0: It looks horrible. And, and that's another point that I was trying to make is that we all know these guys are capable of having big games. For example, when you look at the playoffs last year, Kawhi Leonard almost sent, if he stayed healthy, he would have sent the Suns home by himself with Quick. the role players it on the team. Like Look like because they was on their way, and then they right. got hurt, right? So imagine poor George, a healthy poor George, a healthy Kawhi Leonard, right? And a healthy James Harden. I don't think they're going to come out the west, but I still think you consider that a super team because guess what? In cases where health is a concern when you talk about this Clippers team, but the only way this deal really makes sense for the Clippers and where they actually benefit in this small regards is durability of James Harden. Because he's normally doable. Obviously, when he's not catching tantrums and not showing up to work for ulterior motives, he's very doable. That's one guy that you can always have on the floor. So I do think in, in those regards only, it can make sense. But when you look at it from the back end, after this year, all these guys are going to be free agents. So, and you literally traded away a lot of picks. Where's your picks at, bro? So, yeah, it's going to fail. It's not going to work out in the championship, oh, cool. but that doesn't mean it wasn't a, an attempt to build a super team and to put a super team together to try to win because it failed. Is a super team to me?
1: Okay, no, no, no. My it's... my last my last thing is what does Philly do with Tobias Harris? I think that's my like let's <laughs> see like, moving forward because Philly just seems like they're removing a bunch of players and that Tobias Harris is like that next big contract on the roster that I guess needs to go, or they're trying to make him expendable, a trade, I don't know what they're trying to do, but Philly looks really worrisome, and it's just, all right, what is Joel Embiid going to do now? Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. You've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. All ideas are great ideas, nothing's a dumb question.